Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Dr. Bill Dorfman is on the line, cosmetic dentist to the stars and other people, too. You have seen Dr. Bill on ABC Extreme Makeover and CBS The Doctors, Oprah and Larry King Life. He is also a New York Times best-selling author, father, mentor, and philanthropist. We are going to talk teeth today. Dr. Bill Welcome into the podcast, my friend. It's good to have you here today. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to talk to somebody. I've been in isolation for a month. I know. I know. We all have kind of been in the same boat here. It's so crazy. And I've been following you on social media and watching all of these things that you're doing to keep yourself busy and also to connect with folks and to just maintain a presence. But the big question I have for you, Dr. Bill, is how are you doing with everything? How How is life treating you in quarantine? How, how are you keeping yourself busy? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm on a, a really high-powered mastermind group of, of dentists. These are, these are nine men who I've been in this group with for over 20 years. We typically meet once a month and we really exchange best practices and, you know, and we also talk about life and family and marriage and unfortunately sometimes divorce and kids. And it's, it's just a really great group of men that have become my closest friends in life. And, you know, we all went kind of went around the horn the other night. We talked about, you know, what we're doing and, you know, these guys were so incredibly positive. It was great to hear them. You know, they're, you know, some of them have kids that are teenagers and they're like, oh, I've never had so much great quality time with my kids and this and that. And it's like, that was all great. And then they got to me and they're like, Dr. Bill, how are you? I'm like, I'm not happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm 61 years old. I have spent 61 years creating the life that I love. I love going to work. I love doing dentistry. I love being on TV. I love going to Paramount and filming the doctors. I love going to the gym. I love going out afterwards and having time with my friends. I love seeing my kids and spending time with them. Like everything in my life, I love. It's all gone. Yeah. I don't love this. No. I, I don't love any part of this. I, I actually hate it. I'm sitting on the 30th floor of an amazing, beautiful complex in L.A. looking out at this gorgeous city. It's a beautiful, sunny day out today. And I'm inside in my pajamas again, <laughs> you know. And dentistry is the hardest hit profession out there. People don't realize this, but we are in 
the highest risk profession there is. Why? Not because we work in the mouth. That's not it. You know, social distancing advises you to stay six feet apart in case somebody coughs or sneezes. Right? That makes sense. But when you put a high-speed handpiece, a drill, into somebody's mouth, you're creating an aerosol. That aerosol enables that COVID virus to be viable for three hours. Wow. Three hours. So, I mean, the way that we're going to have to practice dentistry now is a way that I just am not looking forward to. I have to wear, I normally just wear like a shirt, a tie, and slacks to work. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm going to wear anymore. I have to wear, you know, a hairnet. I have to wear goggles and a mask. I have to wear, you know, protective clothing, booties. And then this is the part I'm really going to hate. I have to wear these big noise-canceling headsets because we ordered these extra-oral vacuums that are supposedly able to vacuum up all of the, uh, you know, the aerosol that comes out of the patient's mouth so that we're not breathing it and it sterilizes that air and cleans it. So, you know, this is, <laughs> this is no joke. It's no fun. And I don't love any part of this. And I hate to start off on such a negative note, but like, I'm just being honest. This is real. No, I appreciate it. And I have talked to a couple other high level medical folks like yourself, Dr. Sheila Nazari, and she is one of the top plastic surgeons and doctors in Beverly Hills. And she has said some of the same similar types of things that this is going to literally change the face of this type of work forever. And I think you are right. I, but I can tell. But I can tell you this. I know her, by the way. She's a lovely, lovely woman. Yes. I can tell you this. What she does when you compare the risk factor and what she does versus what I do, there's no comparison. No, like, not at all. You know, doing doing surgery and like honestly, it's at the point like if you break a tooth and I could do a crown on it a lot of people are just having their teeth extracted right now because that's a low risk procedure. Mm-hmm. But when you create aerosol, it's a high risk and it's, it's a scary thing. And people that are walking around saying, Oh, pff, more people die of the flu. Really? I gotta tell you something. I've been practicing almost 40 years. I have never had a patient die from the flu. I don't <laughs> know anybody who's ever died. Of, no. Do you know anybody who died from the flu? Not, so stop saying that because no. I, I have 10 patients that have died from COVID. Wow. 10. So, and not all of them were elderly, you know. Um, I mean, one of my patients died last week and he was 55, you know, which, I mean, he's not a youngster, but come on, 55? Now, granted, he had some medical conditions too, but... You know, all I can say is that in my almost 40 years of practicing, I've never had a single patient of mine in my entire history, you know, die from the flu. So this is a scary, scary time for us. It really is. And it's just certainly unprecedented. I, I'm 45 and, you know, I'm, I consider myself to have lived some life, but my son is five. 
And he has no idea what's happening. All he knows is that we can't go places and that we can't do things like Six Flags or go to the mall or even go get a Happy Meal at McDonald's and sit down and play because how this has affected us and our culture, it's just unbelievable. And I really do appreciate your honesty. Now, you have created an amazing business, Discus Dental. I mean, we all know you from television. You've mentioned that before. And I've seen you on TV hundreds of times. I've heard you on other podcasts. Some of the folks that you've interviewed with, I've had on my show. And so I'm very familiar with you. I think I even saw you on Extreme Makeover at one point in my life, uh, which I thought was an absolutely fascinating show. But my big question is, you are a doctor, you're a dentist, you do a lot of different things. What drove you to pick dentistry out of all the things that you could have chosen to do in, in the medical field? You know, I didn't pick dentistry. Dentistry picked me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little kid. I was three years old. I was playing in my living room. I fell down. I hit the coffee table. And instead of knocking my baby teeth, they're called deciduous teeth, out, I hit them so hard that they were pushed back up into the socket. And so I had to have surgery in order to remove the broken teeth. And after that, I had to have several other kind of surgical procedures in order to, you know, be sure that my permanent teeth would grow in and, you know, be normal and whatnot. And so we just happened to have a really, really good family dentist. And, you know, instead of becoming you know, scared and, and, and apprehensive, uh, I really became kind of, you know, I would say fascinated by the profession. And, you know, and I, I thought, wow, you know, this is such a great thing that my doctor did for me. I want to do this for other people. And it, it, it just, it just stuck. And it, it made my life so much more directed and so much easier because, you know, when I got to college, it wasn't like, oh gosh, what should I take? Like, okay, I'm going to be a dentist. I'll just take this, this, and this, you know? And, you know, my career path just, you know, went down this straight line, but the crazy thing, and, and I've spoken at hundreds of dental schools all over the world, and I always start my lecture the same way by saying, I hope that dentistry provides for you everything it provided for me and more. Because as much as I thought I would love this profession, it has far exceeded every expectation I ever had. And, you know, I I always tell students, I'm not standing here in front of you to brag. I'm standing here in front of you to show you how you can take dentistry as a platform for a lot of other things, you know, I'm the only dentist in the world that can say, you know, you know, first of all, I have, I, I have probably one of the highest, you know, celebrity clientele, and that, that's because of where I am. I'm the only dentist who is on two primetime TV shows, Extreme Makeover, The Doctors. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I started a dental company that we just already talked about, Discus Dental, with no investors with no money, with nothing. And we grew it to over $1.3 billion in sales. But the thing that I'm most proud of is 
Along the way, we raised $44 million for children's charity. So it wasn't just about making money. It was about giving back. And, you know, I tell dental students, I'm not standing here to brag. I'm standing here because a lot of my success emanated from me copying genius. Mm -hmm. And when you copy what I'm doing, you're copying the genius of a lot of other men and women before me that laid a foundation for me. So copy what I'm doing as a starting point and, and go further. Like, you know, my goal is to inspire these young men and women to not do what I did, but do more than I did. And also inspire them to do things I never even thought of doing. So I have over 200 dental students every year that come into my dental practice and just shadow me. You know, I never say no. I, you know, we have, we have open door policy to anybody that wants to come in and learn. You know, uh, to me, it's an honor and a privilege to do that with them. Now, I think it's important also for our listeners to understand that you're an entrepreneur and you are an overnight success that has taken over a couple decades to get where you are. So, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and all of a sudden have access to all of the success, right? I mean, it's taken you years and years. And I, you said something interesting, Dr. Bill, that I have not heard before, and that is that you copied genius, right? Is it important, you would say for sure, to surround yourself with other people who are doing the same thing that you want to do? Is, would, would that be an, an understatement, I would say, or is that something that is just super, super important? Well, here's the thing, and we, we haven't gotten here yet, but you know, one of the things that I really take a lot of pride and ownership is, is, is in is, is the LEAP Foundation. Mm-hmm. LEAP is a one-week motivational leadership program that we put on every year at UCLA for high school and college students, age 15 to 25 plus. And, you know, the goal at LEAP is to give these students the skills that they need to be successful in life. That's mm-hmm. the goal, Right. And one of the fastest ways to success is to copy genius. Get great mentors that can lead you and guide you and help you, you know, attain your dreams and your goals. Look, at you don't have to reinvent the wheel. A wheel is awesome, and it works, you know. When we went to, you know, to put a whitening product on the market, you know, our goal was to create the best whitening product out there. It's called the old build a better mousetrap. And Mm. we did that. We did that with Night White. We did that with Zoom. But we put so much energy and so much effort into our products that we we changed our goal. We, we, We raised the bar. And the goal was not to create a great product. The goal was to create what we call in the industry a category killer. A category killer is when you create a product that's so much better than all of your competition that you put them out of business. That was the goal. Wow. And, and we did it. And we did it time and time again. But, it, you know, when students come up to me at Leap and they're like, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, what's the secret of success? And it's like, it's like they want a shortcut or a hack. They love sure. to use the word hack or a pill. I'm going to tell you the secret. Work your buns off. <laughs> it's no secret. Work your buns off. Yeah. You know, 
I honestly can tell you that when I was building my business, when I was, I was working as a dentist, you know, probably 10 to 12 hours a day, then I was filming ABC's Extreme Makeover all weekend, you know, so because I couldn't do it while I was seeing patients, you know, I don't know anybody who worked harder than me, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I had a goal. I had, you know, I, I was on a mission, you know, and I knew what I wanted to do. And, you know, the day we sold Discus Dental, we did a strategic sale to Phillips. I went into the office and I said, these are my new hours. And I literally cut my 40-hour week into 20 hours a week and started doing, focusing a lot more on philanthropy. And when I did that, my, somebody in my staff said, Doc, are, are you sick? I'm like, what do you mean sick? No, I'm as healthy as ever. They're like, but, but we always thought you were a workaholic. I said, not by desire, <laughs> by necessity, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I have, I want to support my kids. I support my parents. I support like the whole world. So if I'm not working like a madman, you know, I can't do the things that, you know, that I need to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it was not literally, it was not by by, uh, by desire. It was, it was by necessity. And yeah. one of the most beautiful things in the world is when you can grow a business to the point where you can really sell it and be able to say, wow, you know, I can now live comfortably the rest of my life, you know, based on this sale. And, and then you can spend more time, you know, going to the gym, working out, doing more philanthropic things and just kind of pick and choosing what you want to do really because you have financial security. I never, never knew what that life would look like. And it, it, believe me, I wake up every day. One of the most grateful people you've ever met for, for, for having been able to do that with my partners. Well, you are very inspiring to me and I, I really appreciate everything that you have said so far because it really takes hard work. Like two years ago when I started this podcast, I definitely wouldn't be talking to you, Dr. Bill, and I definitely wouldn't have spoken to a lot of the people that I've spoken to if it wasn't for putting in the grind and the hard work and really just perfecting your craft and how to talk to people and how to approach a person in a conversation because there is a lot that goes into it. You know, when people hear podcasting, you know, it's presented in a way that seems very elementary, but if you really want to do it seriously and you really want to connect with people on a very deep level. It requires a lot of practice. And and, and so, yeah, I, there's a lot of people that I looked up to that I copied at first and kind of developed my own style out of it. So I feel like that the content that you're providing to everybody is super important. Now, I have a couple questions because you do a lot of philanthropic work and you have won several Lifetime Achievement Awards. But one of the things, I don't want to bury the headline here, is that I believe in 2018 you were knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine. What What is that all about? I, I've never met anybody that's had that happen to them before. I know, right? I mean, that's the crazy thing about my career is like, I'm just a dentist, you know? Like, 
but I, yeah, I was, I was honored by uh, the Royal Order of Constantine, and I am officially Sir Doctor, or actually, officially, it's Doctor Sir William Michael Dorfman, and um, you know, I was recognized for um, you know my contribution to my profession, which is you know dentistry, and for my my commitment to philanthropy and um yeah that was a great honor that was bestowed upon me and it was it was pretty um it was a pretty phenomenal um event and um you know i'll tell you something you know one of the things that i really stress at leap and you know i would encourage anybody um listening who's 15 to 25 to 30 i would say or has kids or friends or relatives in that age group to go to our website, which is www.leapfoundation.com and see what the program's about. You know, typically every summer it's a uh, one-week program in person. Obviously this year it's not going to be in person. It'll be virtual, but we will provide an amazing week of content for these students where we will give them, you know, the skills to be successful in life and expose them to people that they wouldn't normally, Mm -hmm. you know, get exposure to. In the past, we've had Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Paula Abdul, Jonathan Bennett, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono, the most decorated winter Olympian in the world. I mean, and on and on and on. It's a really great lineup. And you know, and we'll we'll be able to put them in very intimate small chat rooms where they can talk with people and whatnot. But um, the the two things that I really feel, if I can just get these two ideas into these students' heads and that they really practice this and believe this, I will have I will have done what I wanted to do. And they're this. Number one, don't wait for opportunities in life. Make them. Wow. If I meet another, you know, student that tells me that they're waiting for the universe to show them something, I, 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 I just, I want to look and say, I think the universe is pretty busy right now. Like, yes. you want something to happen, you need to make it happen. And number two, even more important, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it. Master it. Wow. That's, and that's huge. Look at Yeah. When I got on, on ABC's Extreme Makeover, I was not born to be on TV. I have to be real honest with you. The first few episodes, I stunk. Like, if you watched it, it was literally painful for me to see how bad, how awkward, how unprepared, how I was just, I was really bad. And I was worried that ABC was going to fire me. Not only that, but I thought, shame on you. Here you have this opportunity of a lifetime to really highlight what you do as a dentist. And really, for the first time ever, they wanted to portray dentistry in a positive light on TV And you're messing it up, dude. And so what I do, I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. I worked with a a coach. I I had a media coach, and she sat there 
and she did mock interviews with me and she brought in people to interview me and she would, you know, hit, she, like with, like the old fashioned teacher, she hit me with the rule and say, sit up, you know, and look <laughs> this way and don't put your chin down and don't say, I mean, and she, she beat me up and we would watch it on video and I would see all the mistakes I would make. And I did it again and again and again and again, you know, until, you know, I, I started to make progress and, you know, shame on me if I had been in that position and had worked on that show and I didn't maximize, you know, the potential that that, that gave me. And it was a direct influence on, on our sales. You know, we had grown this company. We were a healthy, robust company. We were, you know, at about $75 million a year in sales. And that first year I was on ABC's Extreme Makeover, we went from 75 million to 101. The next year from 101 to 136. And then the last year we did almost $200 million a year in sales. Wow. That's quite an, uh, quite an accomplishment, Dr. Bill, to be honest. Like, and to hear all these things that you've done to just add to your skill set and just really, I love that. That'll be the tagline, I think, for this episode. Don't just take an opportunity, master it. And I feel like sometimes we do get things thrown at us and we don't really take full advantage of it. You know, we just kind of play with it a little bit like a puppy plays with a bone. And then when we're done with it, we just move on, but yet maybe not completely maximizing the opportunity that is in front of us. So I I did want to ask you a couple more questions here. And these are some round robin questions if you're open to them. Um, Just some things that some people you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, we're stuck at home. We're quarantined. Well, I guess the first question is, is, is just about anybody a good candidate for the type of dental work that you do? Or is it a a specific kind of person that might have certain dental problems or, you know, teeth? I don't know. The list goes on and on. Um, That's a pretty broad question, but uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on that. One of the reasons why my segments on Extreme Makeover were so popular is because people always related to it. Mm-hmm. Look, not everybody who watched that show is going to go to a weight trainer or a nutritionist or a plastic surgeon, but everybody goes to the dentist, mm-hmm. right? So when you ask me that, I mean, if nothing else, you know, we do general dentistry. So anybody who wants to maintain good oral hygiene and good oral health needs a dentist and we can take care of them for sure. You know, as far as cosmetic things and all that, you know, that that's kind of, you know, where our real specialty lies. And so, you know, most of the new patients that I get that come to me are coming in for cosmetic dentistry. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So if, if somebody wanted to come see you just to get a teeth cleaning or their six-month checkup, then you guys do that as well. That's very cool. Now We do everything, yeah. All right. <laughs> so maybe not a new set of teeth, but if you need to get your teeth cleaned. Um, and it's so crazy. I was just at the dentist recently before all of this started, and it's interesting how dentistry has changed over the years from when I remember it uh, going as a small child dreading it to now. It's actually a, a pretty pleasant experience. Uh, you know, it's not... It was horrifying as a kid, but I had bad teeth. Um, another question I, I wanted to ask that was reached out to by me 
or some of our listeners was, are cavities hereditary? Do they come from a parent who had cavities before them? Or does it just come down to simple dental health and, and doing the things you're supposed to, brushing, flossing, and going to see a dentist like yourself? Yeah, it's actually kind of twofold. There are people whose teeth are just much stronger than other people's. It's weird because, like, when I'm drilling on somebody's teeth, sometimes the drill just, like, it just doesn't cut into the tooth. Like, their tooth structure is physically harder than other people's where it's super soft. So it isn't that cavities are genetic. It's that some people's teeth are just more prone to cavities and they're softer teeth, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, cavities come from bacteria. Bacteria produces a byproduct called lactic acid, and the lactic acid eats into the tooth and causes tooth decay. So if there's no bacteria on your teeth, you can't get tooth decay. Wow. Okay. Very cool. So I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're really diligent about brushing and flossing, you'll never get a cavity in your life. (laughs) Yeah, well, we just, uh, my son experienced a, a run of cavities lately, and that was not a lot of fun uh, having to deal with that. Um, not in the slightest. One last question, and then I have some things that I want to get out to our listeners, how people can connect with you. Does poor oral hygiene, like lack of flossing and brushing your teeth, can that cause other health problems like heart disease? Absolutely. I mean, there is a huge correlation between periodontal disease, which is gum disease, and coronary problems. And the the thinking behind it is that when you do have, you know, gum disease, you have this proliferation of bacteria, so your body is in a constant state of fighting off the infection and, 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 you know, the presence of this bacteria, and it just kind of wears down your immune system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and causes a plethora of other pro- problems. So it's really important, not just for your oral health, but for your general health, to be diligent about brushing and flossing and getting regular cleanings. Now, when I was on The View, Joy jokingly said to me, Doc, is it really important for me to floss? I mean, I brush really well, but do I really have to floss? I said, No. Just floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That is, or they'll come see you to get that fixed if they're missing teeth. Um, if somebody wanted to connect with you and learn more about the Leap Foundation and Discus Dental and all the wonderful accomplishments that you have you have come to and, and just connect with you, because you do a lot of things on Instagram right now. You're doing a lot of videos on health and people can ask you questions, fitness routines, a lot of different things. Um, How can people connect with you, Dr. Bill? Oh, well, wait, I have to tell you something cool that just happened. I just got a feature in GQ magazine. Oh, wow. Okay. So I actually wrote, I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it last night. I took a bunch of selfie pictures of me exercising at home in isolation I think the working title is going to be at home fitness routines 
for men over 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyhow, yeah, I just submitted it. So, so it's for, um, it's for GQ um, UK. So I was super excited about that. But um, first of all, I, I have almost a million followers on Instagram. I'm probably one of the only influencers who actually answers every DM. So if you want to reach me on Instagram, it's at Dr. D.R. Bill, B-I-L-L Dorfman. And I promise you, you will be answered. Um, secondly, if you want information about me, my life, or my practice or anything, just go to my website. It's also uh, drbilldorfman.com. And if you would like information on LEAP, you can go to www.leapfoundation.com. Fantastic. And one last thing, I, I've noticed you've been purchasing a lot of workout equipment. Have you have you packed out your apartment yet with with all the gear, or do you have room? To, oh yeah, yeah. To squeeze I'm in a few set. more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm all set. Also, there's one other thing. I too have a podcast. Okay. So if your listeners are interested, and I've inter I've interviewed you know Anthony Hopkins and Paula Abdul and Kathy Bates and Apollo Ono and all these great people. So you know, it's called Meet the Mentor, and just go uh, download it from um, the podcast place. Very cool. And we will put all of that information in the show notes. This has been a very fun and very fascinating uh, time with you, Dr. Bill. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Fred. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.